Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, leading people into the Christ-centered life. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judge's seat at a place known as the Stone Pavement, which in Aramaic is Gabbatha. It was the day of preparation for the Passover. It was about noon. Here is your king, Pilate said to the Jews, but they shouted, Take him away! Take him away! Crucify him! Shall I crucify your king? Pilate asked. We have no king but Caesar, the chief priests answered. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. John chapter 19, verses 12 through 16. Irony has been defined as when an expression is actually the opposite of the intended meaning, usually for humor or to make a point. When it's a thunderstorm and someone says, well, isn't this a beautiful day? They are employing irony to make a point, that of course it is not a beautiful day at all. Sometimes irony is humorless and rather exposes hypocrisy, such as in today's verses. The Jewish people hated Caesar. They hated him. They did not acknowledge him as king. They tried not to use his currency. They prayed for God to strike him down. They undermined his rule wherever they could. Some even resorted to violence against the Roman king. The Jewish people could not have hated Caesar more which makes their reaction in these verses very ironic. They hate Caesar, except that in these moments they appear to love him and proclaim to submit to him. Pilate does not seem to wish to get into an internal Jewish dispute about theology and the kingship of Jesus, but when he declares that Jesus is their king, he gets a lot of pushback from the Jewish people. We have no king but Caesar, they cry. It's fully possible that this sentence has never been spoken by a Jewish person ever until this moment. But due to their hatred of Jesus, their hatred of Caesar quickly gets put aside in order to get Jesus taken care of. And in this case, it works. Pilate has been worn down. Although he has said more than once that he has no reason to punish Jesus, that he is innocent, Pilate nonetheless caves in to the pressures of the mob and he hands Jesus over for crucifixion. The innocent, even proclaimed innocent by the man in charge, is nonetheless going to die an excruciating death. The Jewish people have compromised their convictions in order to get Jesus killed. Pilate has compromised his convictions in order to appease the mob. Earlier, Judas compromised his convictions in order to get paid. Peter compromised his convictions in order to not look bad or get punished as a Christ follower. Compromises everywhere, all of them contributing to the cross. And really, that's what sin is, is compromise. Not that every compromise is sin necessarily, but every sin involves compromise. Where we compromise our values, we compromise our holiness, we compromise our love for others, our dedication to God's word, we compromise for the sake of pleasure, or for self, or for ease, or for speed, or for position. We compromise and sin happens. In that sense, as easy as it is to look down on Pilate's compromise or Judas' compromise, we should remember that it was also our compromises, our sins, that helped make the cross necessary. We have all done things that sent Jesus to his death, 
and that should keep us from getting too self-righteous. As you go about your day today, consider where compromise exists in your own life. Where have we compromised God's word? Where have we compromised our values? Where have we compromised our integrity? What was it that led to our compromise? And what can we do? How might we avoid such compromise as we move forward? 